Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Welcome back. I am excited to talk to you on the topic of waiting. Waiting, and I'll be honest, waiting is the worst. If you know me personally, I'm a very impatient person. Patience is not my strong suit. And for example, right now, this is kind of silly, but I'm really excited to show everyone the 2022 collection. I have some in my hands literally right now. And we've waited, we're waiting to do a reveal day on September 14th, obviously waiting to launch the planners on September 30th. And I'm struggling to wait. I'm honestly just excited. But sometimes, you know, when you have to wait on something, it's not as fun as an expectant wait of something silly like planners, but it's frustrating. A waiting season can be really frustrating. And so I want to just talk to you on the topic of waiting in general. First, from a perspective of when you know you're in a waiting season, when things are completely out of your control and you know I'm in a waiting season. And then there's another side of the coin of, am I in a waiting season? Should I move? Should I take action? Am I supposed to wait on the Lord? Do I move forward in faith? How do I know how to navigate this? Uh, Should I act? Should I not? Should I wait for God to confirm? Is it 100% on me to take the action? Should I wait 100% on God to show me the action to take? Uh, I want some clarity. So I don't know if you fit into those two zones, but that's what I'm going to talk about today. First, if you absolutely know I'm in a waiting season. And secondly, if you're like, I don't know, like, how do I know? How do I know when to take an action or not? So let's start there. If you are in a waiting season, it's often clouded by confusion, feeling stuck, longing, maybe some disappointment, maybe some frustration. Waiting is tough. That's why our whole society, uh, instead of waiting in line, we all just play on our phones, right? Like we don't want to just sit there in silence, wasting time. Time is precious. And so we have a hard time being present waiting for things. Um, and in this season of doubt, it can be very uncomfortable. Um, it can it can come with uh, anger even. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are in a season and you know what you're waiting on, I want to tell you today, the Bible has made it so clear that there is purpose in every season, especially in waiting. Fruits of the Spirit grow in this season and new faith is birthed in a season of waiting. Your season of waiting, if you are in it right now, is full of purpose, not just for you, not just for you and what you're going to grow out of it, but for your ability to share your experience, for you to witness to others and truly become a glorious testimony of God's faithfulness. One of the biggest stories of waiting in the Bible that I love is the story of Joseph. You know, he was 
um, beloved, and he had this promise from God through the dreams he had as a child, and it took a long time for those dreams to come to fruition. He had to wait on the Lord. He had to be consistent, and through those seasons of waiting, he grew in character to become the king that he was called to become. And we know this promise is true because in Jeremiah 29 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I love this verse in Romans chapter 5 verse 3 it says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert to whatever God will do next. In that season of waiting, that beautiful patience actually gives us presence so we can know what God is doing and what he wants to do in our future. Um, And I wanted to share a resource with you. I created our Seasons of Soap Bible study and in Seasons of Soap Volume 2, there are five seasons. And the second season in this in this study is a season of waiting. So I hand-selected 14 scriptures that speak to someone who is going through a season of waiting. One of those is the full James chapter 5 verses 7 through 12, which if you're you know near a journal, write that down, open up your Bible, go read that scripture. Um, and also, if you want to have a free sample of Seasons of Soap Volume 2, I have a link in the show notes of this podcast. You can go grab a free three-day sample of this Bible study that I created, um, and you can go do some soap, and that will hopefully help you navigate this season of waiting because truly I know God has so much purpose for this season in your life. And so I want to make sure you're equipped. Um, You absolutely don't have to have this study to, you know, do a soap Bible study in the Bible, but it is kind of helpful to have some scriptures pulled out based on the season of life that you are going through right now. So let's talk about when to wait, when to move, waiting on God, do I need confirmation, should I start planning, should I not plan, should I act, should I not act, like that's the question. Is it 100% on me, is it 100% on God? Let's talk about that when you are in this season of, uh, I don't know, okay, because we've been there. When we read the Bible, we hear these stories like the story of Moses, and he has the burning bush, and we're like, man, that sounds really great, like, I would love to hear the audible voice of God through a burning bush that tells me exactly what my next step is. What's funny though is Moses wasn't super thrilled when God spoke directly to him because his instructions were actually pretty scary um, for what God had in purpose for, for Moses. So we all want that. We want the full clarity. We want the whole roadmap. We, we want to know what's coming around the corner so we can prepare, right? And here's one piece of clarity I can give you right now, right here. Whatever talents are inside of you, whatever strengths are inside of you, even if it's a strength that you might not consider a strength, like the fact that your heart breaks, the fact that you are empathetic um, to the needs of others, that is a strength in the kingdom of God. Whatever talents and strengths you have, they are there on purpose and intended to build the kingdom of God. They are not there by accident. They are there 
on purpose. And so I'm going to talk to you from my point of view of if you should make a move or not. Um, And it's kind of a tricky topic because we all have things we want to make a move on. And I am not um, a fortune teller and I'm not God, obviously. And so I can't exactly tell you exactly what to do. It's a tricky topic. I invite you to try these ideas, test them, consider them. And if you have full confidence that God has said stop or wait, I am not going to argue with that. Ultimately, it's up to you to be obedient to what you are hearing from God. And it's important to get into the word, to spend time with God, to to journal this stuff out. Um, But if you're in a gray area, uncertainty, weird, fear, I I don't know. Should I act? Should I not? Should I make a move? Honestly, my advice, plain and simple, is make a move. Make a move. Um, You've probably heard the analogy about, you know, a boat is not meant to sit in port. And I think it is important for us to have movement in life. Your boat needs to leave the port so you can be directed by the wind. Your car needs to be in drive so God can steer left or right. Honestly, I think a lot of times we have this excuse of waiting from our analysis paralysis. Um, And we call it waiting on God, but really you just don't want to take an action unless the circumstances are perfect because you're letting fear of failure control you. You're letting that perfectionism control you. The underlining hurdle is actually perfectionism or laziness. And I say that because I've been there. (laughs) I've totally been there. It's like, oh, I don't actually want to do this because it, it doesn't make sense right now. And not all of God's dreams hello, makes sense. They're not all logical. This is why we need faith. I'm going to explain to you um, when I started Horatio Printing, you know, well, I just I just started it. I built the company in three months. Um, I felt clarity on I need to make a planner because I need to get my life together. My time is so important. My life is my canvas and it is up to me to steward my time well, to steward my resources well, to take care of my body, to take care of my life and where I'm going with it. Because if I don't have a plan, life just happens to me. So when I look back at that dream, was that half me? Was it half God? Do I meet God halfway? I mean, think about God. He's so amazing and big and I mean, you can't even truly fathom the the power of God. So maybe it's more like 10% poly, 90% God. How much do I control my life and how much does God control? Have you ever wondered this? Well, guess what? Here is the answer. And, you know, I'm not claiming to be all-knowing, but I think this is a pretty good answer. It's 100% you and 100% God. The good news in that equation is that God's 100 is way better than your 100. But your 100 is pretty solid because you're created in his image. Um, I can't do a comparison, but imagine like a penny next to, you know, the Empire State Building. Like your penny, the height of it is your 100 and God's 100 is the Empire State Building, okay? We still have to bring our penny. We still have to bring our hundred. He gave you a mouth. He gave you a brain. He gave you an imagination. He gave you a heart. He gave you breath in your lungs today um, and time today to use it. 
He gave you a heart. He gave you hands. He gave you eyes. Not to sit and to stress out and to scroll and to debate and to throw mud at other people and to judge and to harbor bitterness. But he gave you all these gifts to dream, to design, to create, to serve, to love, to share, to speak, to empathize, to create bridges, to speak peace. And God will do what you can't do. Because remember, his 100 is like the Empire State Building. Ours is like the penny on the ground next to it. But God won't do what you can't do. I love that quote. My pastor said that years ago. He's like, God will do what you can't do, but God's not going to do what you won't do. Like, you got to show up, you know? You want the, you know, new job? Okay, that's great. You need to update your LinkedIn. You need to update your resume. You need to iron your shirt. You need to do some research on potential jobs. You got to apply, right? You have to apply yourself. And guess what? God can do what you can't do. Move the heart of the interviewer. Does that make sense? You still need to show up because you are supposed to be a faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servants. Servants don't sit down and don't do anything. Servants do. They act. They move. And so that's where my advice comes from. My advice is make a move, take an action, and then let God steer you as you're in your movement. Ultimately, always surrendering your movement, your action, your day, your time to the will of God. God, I'm going to make this move. If this move is in your will, if you have this for me and this is something, let the door open. Let it happen. I'm going to attempt this. If you don't want me to go through this door, Lord, please shut this door for me. That You know how much release you get when you when you act in life like that? I love that. I'm like, hey God, uh, this is the house we think we want. You might have a better house for us coming in a few weeks. So if like this isn't the house for us, just make it really obvious and shut the door. I love it. It's it's like, for me, it's like closing the loop prayer. God, please shut the door if this is not for us. And guess what? He shuts doors in my face all the time. And let me tell you, there are so many doors that have been shut in my face and rejections or whatever. And it's like, wow, that was so weird. That was so, such a hard slammed door in my face that I thought would be an open door. And guess what? Two months later, retrospect, thank God that door was shut. Because God's will is so good. And when I'm talking about all this loving and sharing and speaking and dreaming and making moves, I am not talking about salvation. I'm not talking about earning God's love. I'm talking about your purpose and taking action on the dreams that God's put in your heart um, and making moves in life. Because I know uncertainty, question marks, big decisions, man, they take a lot of our energy out. And so I'm just trying to help you in this season, if you're in that season of waiting, or even in that season of ambiguity of, do I do any action of any sort? God is a God of miracles. And that's an amazing promise that we have. But we also need to put ourselves out there. There's two main places you can be in life. One of the places that our society is, is very, very obsessed with is the court versus the stands. So imagine life as a basketball game. There's two places you can be. You can be on the court and you can be in the stands. In the stands is basically where you sit down next to other people and you talk about what's going on in the court. Um, In the court is where people 
athletes are taking action. They're making moves. They're taking, they're giving passes. They are running up and down. They're putting themselves out there. They are the entertainment, but they're making the moves. Think about this in comparison to life. Being on the court is where action happens. You know, if your dream is, I want to start the business and you're watching people from the stands start their business, run a business, and you're like, just sit there and talk about them. You are sitting in the stands. A great example of sitting in the stands is watching reality reality television, right? We're watching someone else literally live their own lives and we sit in the stands and we talk about it on Twitter, Instagram, with our friends that come over to watch the show with us. Being in the stands is scrolling through social media. And the scary part is social media and these companies have a lot of power and they have a lot of incentive to keep you in the stands because if you sit in the stands, they make money. They serve you ads and you are literally a commodity for them. So they make social media so addictive so that you are stuck in the stands longer than you're even supposed to. Sitting in the stands of life is also gossip, talking about people that have been doing things, making moves, good or bad. You know, sometimes people shoot their shot and they miss. Some people shoot their shot and they make it. We talk about that. We judge it. I want to encourage you today, get out of the stands, get on the court, take an action, take an action. That movement, it's it's scary. You know, putting on the jersey and getting out there, it's scary, especially if it's your first game at something you've never played before. Guess what? Everyone has a first game when they start playing a game they've never played before. If you want to go look up Polly video from Horatio Printing for 2015, that was my first video. It is awful. It is terrible. Maybe I should link it in the show notes just to show you like, I didn't know what I was doing. I did my best. I showed up. It's not as good as the stuff I would put out today, but you know what? That was my first game. First time I put the jersey on, attempted it, whatever. It's out there. You know, it's like when you start a new Instagram handle for a new business, like you have two followers, you know, and like that's it. Like you all start somewhere. So that's my encouragement today take an action. And maybe that action is research. Maybe you want to do something. You have a dream. Find someone who has done said dream and schedule a conversation with them. Invite them to coffee, virtual coffee, pay for a coaching session. If uh, there's somebody who is an actual coach, um, take an action. Maybe it's research. Maybe it's Google. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's just actually taking that next action you need, you know, you need to do. But that is my advice for you. This is something I talk a lot about in the dream crafting course because this course is set up to help you um, really pursue wholeness, pursue your dreams and have the mindset and the strength and the fortitude and the clarity to actually write out what your dream is, make an action and then see it through. And on top of a big dream, we want to get your life together in all areas of your life so you can have wholeness as you pursue your dream so that you don't burn out in the process of pursuing your big, audacious, God-sized dreams. And that's what the Dream Crafting course is all about. You also get access to our community of dreamers. Um, and I'm really, really excited. The doors are open. You can go to thedreamerinyou.com, sign up. We would love to have you enter our community. And you also get access to our private Facebook group, which meets once a month for a live coaching session with me. 
So just want to extend that invitation to you. If you're like, I need support in this, I have been waiting and I need help making a move. I need more coaching and support and encouragement and community. This is honestly for you. So that is everything today. I hope that this episode has blessed you. If it has, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick five, uh, five second review on iTunes or Apple podcast. I read every single review. Um, and if this is an episode that you liked, it would be awesome if you could take a screenshot and share it on your social media. If you share me, I will reshare you. Of course, I cannot wait to connect with you. I hope you have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Bye guys.